0: Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Thank you so much for coming back to another podcast episode. I am delighted to meet you here again. So, at the time of this recording, I am one day before my 44th birthday. I love the month of March. And I'm excited. I'm excited for 44. I'm excited for who I'm becoming and the things I want to accomplish. I'm excited for how I've chosen to celebrate my birthday and all of those good things. I think birthdays for many of us raise our awareness and desire for self-care, right? Usually, we'll take it easy or we'll take a day off or we'll do something loving and nice or ask other people to do something loving and nice for us. And so I felt like today would be a good time to have a conversation about self-care, which of course we hear about all of the time. And I wanted to talk more specifically about a type of self-care that I think just doesn't get enough attention, and that is emotional self-care. And I think this is such an important topic for so many reasons that I'm going to share with you in a minute. But one of the main things I think it's important for me to offer is traditional self-care typically leaves you feeling good for a while, right? Like you go get that massage You take that nap, you go get your nails done, or you have the day to yourself, or you go to the spa, or vacation even. And those things are amazing. I love them all, I participate in all of them. But what happens is, They're just temporary. And when you return back to your life, you haven't really been equipped with new way of thinking or a new perspective that helps you navigate your real life, right? Those things in some ways are escapes, right? It's taking a break from anything that might be stressing you out and giving your time and attention to something that's more pleasurable, but it doesn't actually prepare you or help you to be back in your life. And traditional self-care really focuses on external things to be doing, right? Resting, doing things you enjoy, eating well, exercising. And again, I'm not knocking those things. I think we should be doing all of those things all the time. But I also want us to just be honest about what those things are doing for us. And I think a lot of times there's this misconception that when you take a break or you're doing things that you enjoy, that you are taking care of your emotions. But when your focus is on what you're doing with your time, what is actually happening is it causes you not to think about your emotions, right? You go get that manicure, you're focused on how nice your nails are gonna look and how pretty you're gonna feel, but you're not really processing and learning from and understanding What was making you not feel pretty in the first place? So this idea of emotional self-care is really focused on how you're feeling on the inside, which is, in my opinion, the most important part of everything we experience in life, right? How we know this is true is because everything could be going perfectly, right? How many people do you know of, celebrities or just others, who on the outside have everything? They could literally go to the spa every single day. They could (laughs) buy whatever they want. They could go on whatever vacation they want. They can take a month-long hiatus from work and still not feel good on the inside, I also recognize that this podcast is probably coming out right on the heels of the interview with the the royal, the royal prince and princess Harry, right? And Meghan. And I'm just going to tell you, I did not watch that. (laughs) I didn't watch it. I'm sure it's amazing. And I've heard a lot of buzz about it. But as I was just talking about having it all, and if you aren't Well, emotionally, it doesn't matter, right? And I think from what I've heard, that is sort of the premise of what she was sharing with her experience and why they needed to make a complete transition for themselves. So all of those traditional self-care things is not going to change how you are feeling on the inside about yourself, about your life, about your husband, about your marriage, about your job, your health, your weight your money, any outcome that's external to you, you're only gonna be able to enjoy it, appreciate it to the degree that you are feeling amazing on the inside. Now, when it comes to your marriage, why I believe emotional self-care is so important is when your marriage is not going well, you feel bad. And bad looks a lot of different ways to a lot of people. Sometimes it's sad, hurt, angry, frustrated, aggravated, annoyed, rage, you're feeling revengeful, you're feeling neglected, rejected, many, many different shades and versions of bad, right? We would all sort of categorize those as feelings that we're not running in line to participate in, right? So when you're feeling bad or these quote unquote negative emotions, they grow and they fester inside of you. Like emotions are actually chemical reactions in your body. It's a hormonal reaction that produces a feeling and a sensation in your body. And so when your body becomes used to feeling a certain way, it is going to produce situations, produce Thinking patterns that reinforce that feeling, right? You think of like addiction to chemicals or even addiction to coffee where your body becomes used to it. And so it looks for it. It orients you to be thinking about it. So when you're feeling bad and your body becomes used to that, it is very easy for your mind to then be focused only on bad. Because when I'm looking at all the things that are going wrong in my marriage and all the ways my husband is a disappointment, I fuel that emotion that my body is now used to experiencing. And that causes you to spiral into these negative thought patterns that just, again, layer on and add fuel to the fire of those negative emotions. The second reason I think it's so important to be talking about emotional self-care is When you don't take care of your emotions, you look for your husband to do it even more. When you're not feeling valued or appreciated on the inside of yourself and you don't know how to take care of yourself in that way to generate feeling valued and appreciated, you're looking outside of you for someone to do that for you. It's kind of like you're hungry. You're hungry and there's no food in your refrigerator. So what do you do? You're like, can you give me some food? Can we go here to get the food? Can I do this, right? You're looking at all the ways outside of you to get that need met. And when your marriage is in a rocky place, needing your husband to take care of your emotions and he's not only creates a bigger deficit, only creates more feeling like, everything is going downhill and that you're not going to be happy with him. And then the third way that emotional self-care sort of impacts any efforts to improve your marriage is it's exhausting to be not feeling well. And what happens is you don't have the energy, you don't have the wherewithal, and you don't have the motivation to show up as your best. How many times have you felt bad or felt exhausted and tired, and all you wanted to do was just crawl into the bed and put the covers over your head and go to sleep at like three o'clock in the afternoon. It's really difficult to show up and take care of your kids and cook dinner and get them to bath and bed and all of those things when you don't have the energy to do that. And so when you're not taking care of your emotions. You can't do the things that are going to actually help your marriage be better. It's very hard for you to be nice to your husband. It's very hard for you not to make that sarcastic comment or to complain about something he's not doing. You just don't have the emotional bandwidth to get yourself to do that work. So what do we do about this? What does emotional self-care look like? I think the simplest definition I can offer you is paying attention to and nurturing your own emotions, right? I think as women, we are natural nurturers. We know what it looks like to nurture something, to care for something. We know what it looks like to pay attention to something that's important to us. And so I want you to elevate the importance of your emotions and begin to pay attention to and care for and nurture your own emotions. I want to offer you three ways to do that. So the first way is to treat yourself the way you want to be treated. So again, when you're not getting along in your marriage, your husband is probably avoiding you. He's not reaching out to spend all his time with you. He's not going out of his way to be nice to you. He's maybe withholding a little bit of his love, right? Not to say that those things are right, but everyone responds to things the way they respond. And so if that is happening, if you are feeling the distance and if you're feeling he's just not into you right now, I want you to start treating yourself the way you want to be treated. This is going to get you out of that deficit. It's going to get you out of that lack place of feeling like there's no affection in your relationship. There's no kind gestures or acts of service or physical touch and all of those things that represent the five love languages. And I want you to not look at it as, well, if he's not going to do it, I'm going to have to do it for myself. But I want you to see it as just a beautiful opportunity for you to learn how to do this. This is not a skill that we are ever taught that we need to do. We are cared for by our parents, and then we live a portion of our life maybe being single where we're doing it, but we're not even conscious that we're doing it. Because many times, most of us, even when we're single, we're looking for that relationship to fill those emotional needs. So when you're not getting that in your marriage, for whatever reason, it is a beautiful opportunity for you to learn how to do that yourself. I think this is something, honestly, you can be doing even if things are going well in your marriage. It just is a wonderful cherry on top of the sundae. And for me, even at this point, I have little reminders in my phone that just pop up and tell me like all the things that I love. My husband is not a words of affirmation fella. <laughs> I'm a thousand percent a words of affirmation woman. And so I have this little app. It's called Yap. And I just plug in like nice little things that I want to hear. Have like five reminders that go off random parts of the day. And it just brings a smile to my face. It's like I'm having a little like love affair with myself. And it's so fun. I never get tired of seeing those notifications pop up. So this is something you should be doing all the time. The second thing is allowing yourself to feel your emotions instead of shoving them down and escaping them. Now. I'm raising my hand here because my default is to be a stuffer, to deny what I'm feeling, to just smile and keep going in my marriage. If you know me in other areas of life, you know that I'm actually quite vocal. (laughs) But in my marriage, my goal so much of the time has been to keep the peace. And so I realized how that wasn't working for me because shoving these emotions down and trying to escape them wasn't making them actually go away. And so I want you to think about what are the emotions you don't want to feel in your marriage? What's your relationship to the emotion of sadness or anger or disappointment? Do you do things to avoid feeling sad? Do you do things to avoid feeling angry Do you do things or try to get your husband to do things in order to feel disappointment? And I want you to think about these emotions as something you're actually having a relationship with. Oh, sadness, you're here? No, that's what we typically do. And so when we don't want the sadness, we buffer. Buffer is just putting something in between you and an emotion that you don't wanna feel. And so you might eat, You might watch TV, you might scroll on social media, you might argue with your husband because being angry at him prevents you from feeling sad. So it's easier to just start the argument than actually sitting with your sadness and processing that. So what I want to offer you is that in the vein of emotional self-care, that all of your emotions can be welcomed inside of you. God gave you all of the emotions. He experienced all of the emotions. So there's nothing wrong with all of the emotions. And I want you to begin to see your emotions as teachers that are there to help you understand yourself and to grow. So when you can welcome in the sadness, it's almost like the sadness is knocking at your door and instead of pushing it away, shoving it down, you invite it in like, what is this sadness about? What's happening for me? Where do I feel sad in my body? Think about how you would describe the feeling of sadness or the feeling of anger inside your body. Why are you here, right? Again, you're having a relationship with your emotion. Why are you here? What is it that you want me to know? Beautiful way to take care of your emotions. And then the third thing that I'll offer is really just releasing resentment and completing the past, When we carry a lot of resentment and when we are focused so much on what has gone wrong in the past, it is heavy. It is like having a hundred pound weight attached to your chest and it impedes so much of what you want. It prevents you from being able to connect with your husband. It prevents you from truly being happy and Content in any given moment. Because you've just got this heaviness that you're just carrying around to you. Even if things are moving in the right direction, you're still weighed down and held back by your resentment or by that thing in the past that you can't get over. And I'll just say, like, it's actually just a thought that you can't get over it, right? If you could get over it, would you want to? is that work that you'd be willing to do to not have this hundred pound weight on your chest anymore. You get to decide that. So I'll end with this. Emotions are just a big part of marriage. You don't have a marriage. You don't even have a life without having emotions. All that's happening right now, all the circumstances in your marriage, it really just boils down to how you are feeling. Because There are many things that a marriage can survive. There are many things that a marriage can get through when you are emotionally strong, emotionally resilient, emotionally well. This is something that you want to start paying more attention to because attending to your feelings is really going to help you make so much more progress than addressing the sort of surface level things that most people think about when it comes to improving a marriage. It's so much more beyond those strategies for communicating better. It's so much more beyond making time for each other and scheduling date nights and things like that. It goes so much more beyond trying to understand each other. How are you going to understand each other if you don't really understand yourself? So emotional self-care is the difference maker. It is the thing that is going to accelerate any tangible actions you might be doing to make your marriage better because it's going to make you better. So if this is work you want help with, if this is something that you know you need to be dealing with your emotions better. You need to be taking better care of your emotions because when you do, you feel better, you show up better, and your marriage is better. I am your partner in doing this. I invite you to work with me one-on-one to not only care for your emotions, but to make your marriage better. Your marriage can absolutely work. It can be a joy and the best part of your life, you can reach a place of really loving your marriage. And part of that is taking care of your emotions first. So to learn about working with me directly, you can go to my website. It is dr D R C H A dot com. You can schedule a one-hour private complimentary call with me where you can tell me what's been happening, what's getting in the way of you having the marriage that you want, of you feeling amazing in your marriage. I will listen. You have my undivided attention, and then I will just play back to you what I'm hearing and the approach I would suggest to help you move forward. And if it feels like that's a great fit, we will discuss the logistics of working together over the course of six months. I would love to talk with you there. Until then, have an amazing week and I'll be back with you next time. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13marriagebeliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13marriagebeliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.